Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? Avail is proud to announce that for a limited time, you can get over $273 worth of leadership resources in the Avail Plus box for just $10 in shipping. Inside the Avail Plus box, you'll find leadership books, study guides, magazines, and other content that we know will equip you with everything you need to inspire, motivate, and guide your team to success. Stop putting off your leadership growth on the back burner and start investing in becoming the leader you were made to be. Learn practical strategies, knowledge, and leadership tools curated by some of the industry's leading experts. Take the first step in your leadership growth. Purchase your Avail Plus box today before they're all gone by visiting availbox.com. Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Jeff Stanford. Jeff is the senior pastor of Free Life Worship in Boaz, Alabama, and an international speaker and evangelist. In this episode, Jeff talks about his new book, Drenched, thoroughly covered and completely filled. He talks about the importance of being led by the Holy Spirit as leaders, and he shares some words of advice and wisdom to the younger generation. So lean in, leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical, here in South Florida. We are one church, two languages. I'm your host for this weekly podcast with amazing leaders and pastors and people who are making an impact for the kingdom. And today we are sitting down with none other than Pastor Jeff Stanford. Pastor Jeff, it is an honor to have you on the Avail podcast. How are you doing, sir? Doing fantastic and excited to be with you and all of your audience today. <laughs> well, I I know that we are going to get into an amazing conversation with, I, I'm already excited about, uh, specifically about your inaugural book, your, your first book. It's a new book entitled Drenched, Thoroughly Covered and Completely filled about one of the topics that impassions me, which is the Holy Spirit. Before we jump into that conversation, Pastor Jeff, can you just share with our Avail audience a little bit about yourself? I'm an evangelist at heart. I was 12 years full-time traveling evangelist across the United States, other countries, conducting revivals and crusades. And then 22 years ago, I took a small church in my hometown. I've been pastoring there now for 22 years. The church has exploded in growth. It is a center of revival. Uh, The Holy Spirit is relevant in every service, in every activity. And we're continuing to spread the fire of the Holy Spirit every day uh, in every opportunity that we have. And that's what this book is about, is adding some fuel to the fire. I love it, Pastor Jeff. I love uh, to sit down and talk with um, pastors like yourself that that have a journey. You have a journey. You have a journey ahead of you. You have a journey you're on, but you also have a journey that you've been on for all of these years of ministry as uh, as a revivalist, as an evangelist, as a pastor, uh, as a leader, and obviously as a husband and a father as well. Uh, I'm excited to jump into this conversation. Your your first book uh, and its new book called Drenched, Thoroughly Covered and Completely Filled. I would just like to start off with hearing the story. Why did you write this book? 
Well, I have, uh, I personally received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was a teenage boy. My wife received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when she was a five-year-old girl. I'm the only man she's ever been with. Neither one of us have ever been, uh, had problems with alcohol or drugs. The Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit has kept us. And then we had two beautiful girls, two daughters. My oldest daughter received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when she was six years old. She's now in her 30s. My baby daughter received when she was eight. She's now in her 30s. They're both married to their first husbands. They have beautiful grandbabies that they've given us. They are serving in the ministry. My oldest daughter and her husband are children's pastors in Tampa, Florida. My baby daughter and her husband are associate pastors at a church in Kansas City. Hmm. And uh, I'm just, I, the Holy Spirit is what has kept us all this time. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will keep others if they surrender their lives to Him and develop a day in, day out relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. so I don't get to see my grandbabies like I want to. Mm-hmm. I don't get to have the influence uh, in their lives that I would love to have. I don't get to share my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I don't get to worship with them like I want to worship and pray with them like I want to pray with them and talk with them like I want to talk with them. So my motivation was I need to write this book. I need to share with everyone my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I need to leave this not just for my grandchildren, but for that generation that's coming up behind us, because that generation can be the generation that brings the revival to our country and other other mm-hmm. nations of the world. But it has to come through the person, God, the Holy Spirit. He's on planet Earth, and he's just waiting on us to interact with him and participate with him. And I want to see a, a revival that's beyond my local church, that's beyond mm-hmm. any local church. I want to see a revival that the Holy Spirit's in charge of. He promised us in the last days he was pouring his spirit out on all flesh. I believe that's happening, and I believe that others need to get in on it, and that's what this book is about. I love that. I think your perspective is a great perspective. And you know what I love, Pastor Jeff? I love that it's part of your testimony. And by the way, I can I can, I can share a little. I'm a pastor's son, uh, and I've grown up in a home where the Bible has been open and worship has been sounding and Jesus has been the center from my childhood. And I share uh, I share some of the things that you've mentioned that you've experienced, and I, and I can give witness to the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life making such a difference uh, and being able to have a testimony of with my wife uh, and being able to, to say we haven't had to hit some of those deep rock bottom places that sometimes people hit. And yeah. I believe it's because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to ask you, I want to ask you, what, there are some varying views on the Holy Spirit, even sure. within Christianity, even within uh, uh, churches and denominations. And, and uh, can you share a little bit about why you think that is? Oh, well, of course, I, I really do believe that the, that Satan is the author of confusion, of course. Mm-hmm. And he, he is continuously trying to confuse people about anything and everything that has to do with our God, mm-hmm. uh, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Uh, he wants to confuse us about the Bible. He wants to 
confuse us about the doctrines of the Bible. And he especially wants to confuse us about having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible is clear that our Heavenly Father is not on planet Earth. He's in heaven seated on his throne. And Jesus, our Savior, he's not on planet Earth. He is seated at the right hand of the Father on his throne in heaven. But Jesus spoke to his disciples before he left planet Earth. He said, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, then the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, he cannot come to you. And as he was ascending through the clouds and his disciples were watching him, he gave them this message. He said, now after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive some power to be my witnesses. And they went on to turn the whole world upside down. Now, that Jesus said, you're going to, the, the way you're going to know that I've made it back to the right hand of the Father is that when I get there and take my place, I'm going to remind our Heavenly Father of the promise he made that he would send the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, he would send him back. He said, you guys go tarry or stay in the city of Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit shows up. After about a 10-day prayer service, the Holy Spirit swept into the room where they were gathered. It's described like a mighty rushing wind. Mm-hmm. And it was exciting because it looked as if tongues of fire or a flame of fire were sitting on the heads of each and every one of them. And they began to speak in languages. As they came out of the upper room and flooded into the streets of Jerusalem, they began to speak in languages they had not been taught how to speak in. They were talking about the wonderful works of God. People were amazed. And 3,000 people surrendered their heart and life to Jesus Christ that day because of the person of the Holy Spirit that had filled approximately 120 people's lives. So you see, uh, Jesus... The the cross of Christ was not only about the healing of our body or the forgiveness of our sin. Jesus had to go to that cross so that the Holy Spirit could get to planet Earth. Hmm. And when he made it back to the right hand of the Father, he asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came. He has not left planet Earth. Hmm. I've read the whole book all the way through to the mouths. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is still here. He is still with us. He will fill anyone that will invite him, ask him into their lives. He's waiting on us. He's a perfect gentleman. He's never forcing himself upon any of us. He wants to engage with us. He's just waiting on us to give him permission to come into our lives. He wants to move into our bodies, and our bodies become his temple, his sanctuary, and he wants to walk in our feet. And he wants to work through our hands. He wants to hear through our ears. He wants to see through our eyes. He wants to speak through our lips. He wants to burn in our hearts every day. Mm. He is the highest intelligence in the universe. He Mm. knows all things. And he's ready to give us his leadership and his guidance. Talk about a life where you cannot mess up and make mistakes. When you are walking in the Holy Mm. Spirit. He is always leading you into all truth. He's never misguiding you. He's always leading you in the right directions. So uh, that's the purpose of this book is to help Mm. people understand that, hey, we've got a counselor 
that's living yeah. on the inside of us every day. We've got the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the very wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. We have what we need if we put our trust and confidence in him. Yeah, that is so true. And and I think one of the things that that sometimes, I'll be honest, Pastor Jeff, bothers me a little bit is when people don't have a correct view or perspective of who and how the Holy Spirit is. Now, again, depending on where someone was raised up in church, if they were raised up in church, um, they may or may not have this open door and desire like of wanting the Holy Spirit. Why, why is it? Why is it that sometimes some people, some Christians even might, might shut the spirit out? What, what I believe, and, and, and I think, you know, you can add some uh, knowledge and wisdom here, but I believe sometimes maybe the Holy Spirit has been misrepresented by some, and and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I, I'm like you. I, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in a pastor's home. And as a child, our church was a spirit-filled church. There was a lot of manifestations, demonstrations. There was also a lot of excesses along the way. Uh, sometimes, especially in the church, whenever uh, the Holy Spirit is misrepresented by ex- excess, Uh, people drawing attention to themselves with demonstrations, or this this has really hurt a lot. Uh, They blame things on God. They They use the term, God told me, the Holy Spirit told me, and a lot of times it's um, selfishness and it's uh, 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 they're seeking attention for themselves. They're blaming things on God. Uh, this misrepresents the God that we serve. And, it, and I think it, it causes people to distrust God. Mm-hmm. It causes people to uh, turn away and resist anything that would be outside of uh, what they might consider normal. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, uh, God, he, He's supernatural. He does want to perform supernatural miracles, signs, and wonders in our lives. He absolutely does. But uh, a lot of times people have made made it weird and they've made it strange yeah. and they've made it spooky. And your relationship with the Holy Spirit is not an it. That mm-hmm. It's not a feeling, although you can feel His presence. Uh, he is not... Uh, strange it's not he's not ever forcing anything on anyone i've heard people in the church make statements like well i couldn't help it you know the holy spirit made me do it if that's what you if you have something that uh, that's forcing you to do something it's not holy and it's not the holy spirit uh, the devil, he can take possession, but the Holy Spirit doesn't take over and take possession of a person. We yield ourselves to him and allow him to have room in our lives and allow him to speak into our lives and give us his guidance. It's up to us to be obedient and follow that guidance. Uh, he, Even though he's given it to us, uh, he's not going to force us to, to walk in it. Uh, so I think a lot of times a, a lot of demonstrations and manifestations have got uh, strange and weird and out of place. And people mm. uh, that that's caused some people to turn away from uh, desiring. Uh, and, and another thing I really believe is that they don't see the Holy Spirit as a person. 
right? And, uh, because they don't see him as a person. They're waiting on a feeling. They're waiting on something uh, outside of themselves to happen to themselves before they will actually yield or interact. And so I think a lot of it is uh, poor teaching uh, that's, that's took place at people uh, live from experience to experience rather than moving from experience to relationship. I talk about that in the book. I was um, uh, saved at a, at a, as a young teenager, and then I was baptized with the Holy Spirit as a young teenager. And I was in the church, and I was, you know, a lot of times you have a great experience in the church service. But then Monday, you, you've got some discouragement, and you've got some frustration, and you've got life to deal with, and you hope you can make it back to another church service. Mm-hmm. You can hear good music, you can hear the good sermon, you can hear the good prayers, and you have another great experience. And then you go back to the daily grind, and there's more discouragement, there's more defeat, and there's more frustrations, and then you, you're just hoping you can make it to another prayer service or another uh, great revival meeting. You, you're having great experiences, but you have not yet moved into a hand-holding, neck-hugging, day-in, day-out relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit that's living inside of you. And as you begin to develop that relationship, you move from experience now Hmm. where you know that He is with you whenever you're discouraged. He's with you when you're frustrated. He's with you. He's never leaving you. He's never forsaken you. He's waiting on you. He's not intruding in your discouragement. He's not intruding in your confusion or your frustration or the circumstances. He's waiting on you to give Him an opportunity to speak into your life, to give you guidance and to give you direction and to encourage you And as you begin to develop this relationship with him, he comes in with courage. He also comes in with great joy. Paul Mm. described it as unspeakable joy. And uh, I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is a hypocrite. It'll leave you when the house burns down. (laughs) But but the Holy Spirit, Mm. the spirit of joy, and he'll hang around and sit with you in the ashes of the burn. And he'll rise up with you and help you rebuild what you think mm. you've lost. Uh, it's a joy. The joy of the Lord is not happiness. The joy of the Lord is strength. Mm-hmm. And so when you receive the Holy Spirit and you're walking in this relationship with the Holy Spirit, now then you're walking in a supernatural strength that's stronger than happiness, more powerful than happiness. And it's a joy that will carry you through when you get a bad diagnosis. And help yeah. and keep your faith strong when you're going through the treatments and you're still getting mm-hmm. negative reports. Mm-hmm. And the doctors are amazed at your spirit and they're amazed at your attitude because regardless of what your body's saying, the Holy Spirit in you is mm-hmm. full of joy and strength. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? Avail is excited to announce that for a limited time, you can get a free six-month trial subscription to the Avail Journal. The Avail Journal was created to equip and empower leaders with everything they need to excel. 
Read quarterly issues and pick up leadership wisdom from high-impact leaders like Sam Chand, John Maxwell, Tim Tebow, and dozens more. Take the first step in becoming a more effective leader. Sign up for your free six-month trial subscription to the Avail Journal by visiting availjournal.com. I love that. I love that. I, I, I would love, Pastor Jeff, there's a lot of leaders that le- lean in and listen and watch here on the Avail podcast. Can you share maybe maybe a, a way or a couple of ways in your leadership, in your in your journey as, as a pastor, where the Holy Spirit has guided you in, in, in leading the church, in pastoring and shepherding people? Can you just share a few examples of 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 your experience and your journey that might that might help some younger pastors also kind of lean in and say, hey, this is what what it can look like. Well, uh, you know, pastoring is not easy. It's very difficult. There comes <clears throat> it comes with a lot of of loneliness. Comes with a lot of of stress and pressure, not only to lead your congregation, but to really hear and know that you're following the direction of the Holy Spirit in your life. You got all these things coming at you. You've mm-hmm. got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and give Him guidance. An example in my life was this church that I'm pastoring. Before I took that church, it had split three different times. And so there was a lot of uh, factions there that had to be worked with. And, uh, And as I was trying to work with the congregation and be as gentle as I could, you know, uh, the rumor got to rumbling through my congregation that something bad was going to happen. As a young pastor, it disturbed me. Mm. I began to pray. I began to seek the face of God. I began to talk to him. And I remember the Holy Spirit giving me guidance in that time of defeat, of discouragement. I I did not know what to do. I didn't have a pastor around me that could give me the encouragement that I needed. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me as clear as I've ever heard him speak. As as I was praying, I said, Lord, the rumor is something bad is going to happen. And the Holy Spirit spoke clear into, into my spirit. And he said, you tell the people that I said something good is going to happen. So I remember the Holy Spirit speaking that to me in my home in a quiet time. And I remember that word Israel would not leave. It, it, kept, it stayed within me. And I mm-hmm. went to the church on the next service. And I got up and spoke that word. And as I spoke that word, it was not as if I was speaking as a human. It was as if there was another authority that was speaking through me. And immediately Mm -hmm. that congregation began to settle down and a unity came just Mm -hmm. based on that word. We've been there now 22 years. When you walk into our church on the wall in the main foyer, lit up in big bright lights are the words, something good is going to happen to you. (laughs) Those words given to me by the Holy Spirit have led us and given us direction all these years. The church is not split again. The church has grown. The church has uh, outgrown its location and had to relocate to the main four-lane thoroughfare that goes through our city. It has become the gateway to the main entrance of our city there. 
the Holy Spirit gave the, that word to us. He, he, he gave us that direction. And as I'm, as other pastors and leaders are speaking, I know there's the guys out there, ladies out there, you've heard the Lord speak to you before. Young guys, uh, listen, uh, seek the Holy Spirit. Allow him mm. to give you guidance in everything that you've got in your heart. You've got dreams, mm. you've got hopes, you've got desires. Allow the Holy Spirit to take those hopes, those dreams, and those desires and speak into them to give you the direction you need to see those hopes, those dreams, and those desires come <clears> to pass. One of the temptations that I've had as a leader through these years is knowing what's in my heart and trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes trying to make it happen, you make mistakes, you offend people, you uh, people don't understand the direction you're trying to go in. I've learned that as I have these hopes and dreams in my heart, I lean on the Holy Spirit to give me guidance and direction for how to bring them to pass. Mm-hmm. How do I present this? Uh, who do I talk to? Uh, how do I lead the church gently in to this area of change that may need to take, to take place. Uh, Holy Spirit, this is a painful situation. There's, there's a lot of discomfort in what we're having to deal with. How do I stay in that uncomfortable place? How do I continue to minister through the heartache and the pain? I've learned that the Holy Spirit is using all of that, the discomfort, the pain, the difficulty, to develop greater things within me personally, greater things within the other leaders of my congregation. Mm-hmm. As we get little, as we get take steps further and further down the road, we can look back and see how God was using all of those things to develop us and make us healthier and make us stronger as a church family, as a body of, of Christ. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, as you were, as you're talking, Pastor Jeff, I'm getting uh, some thoughts. Uh, I don't know if I'm a basketball fan and anybody who ever watched Michael Jordan play <laughs> has to admit the man put his time in and the work in to get yes, good at yes, basketball. Uh, and, and the same thing with other sp- athletes in other areas. Somebody who hears you speak and who and who uh, encounters the the anointing and the calling and the ministry God has given you uh, will will say, Jeff Stanford, that man has put some time in with the Holy Spirit, and yeah. uh, and and so here here's here's something that I, I hope will help all of us who are listening. Right, um, what are some tips or or some advice in truly developing? that relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because, you know, I think there are some people who say, hey, I, I have the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit, you know, but maybe you're saying, but I don't, I don't think I've experienced or continuously have that relationship that Pastor Jeff is talking about. Okay. First of all, you've got to surrender everything you are and ever hope to be to God, the Holy Spirit. Invite him and ask him to have his way in your life. I had this experience when I was a 16-year-old kid. And then I've had many other experiences since that time that I can mark in my life that were uh, milestones that God used to make some changes and adjustments in me. One of the things that I would say especially to any younger minister that's coming up, is attach yourself to other ministers 
who have a relationship with the Holy Spirit that you admire, that you look up to. Uh, one of the things that I did when I was a 16-year-old kid and I gave my life to Christ, there was a, a, a couple in our church who were leading the youth. This man had a prayer life about him that just captured my attention. <laughs> I mean, he could pray, and when he prayed, it was like he was in a personal conversation with God. It was as if God was talking back to him. I couldn't hear God's voice. All I could hear was that human voice, but there was an interaction going on that captured me, and I said, oh, I want that. I want to be able to talk to God that way. As I began to practice uh, praying in that manner, I began to develop a relationship. As I mm. developed that relationship, I began to grow in my relationship with God. Now, I began to travel the country preaching. Revivals uh, everywhere is a very exciting time in my life, and I, I'm still traveling and preaching revivals. I'm still known as a revivalist. I love that. That's my heartbeat. Um, and I can remember the pastors that would invite me. I could go in there to their church. I could tell the kind of relationship they had with God uh, by ministering with them and among their people. Uh, sometimes I would meet a pastor and his relationship God, with God seemed like it had something that I didn't yet have. Mm. And I was like Elisha, wanting to attach myself to Elijah. I want to get close <laughs> to this guy. I want to learn from him. I want to have more of him. I remember I was preaching a revival, and this happened in my life. With uh, And I described it. I won't name the church, but I described it as the meanest church I'd ever went to. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I preached my heart out. I gave all the invitations. It was hard. It was a real struggle. But there was a man in that church who was a retired pastor. And he was in his 90s. I think at that time, maybe he was like 94, 95 years old. Mm. He was physically blind. He sat back in the congregation every service with tears that would flow down his face from his blind eyes as he worshiped and as he listened to the word of God uh, being exhorted. I would give altar call. That man was three or four times older than me, had been in Mm -hmm. the ministry longer than I had been alive. And I would give an altar call and that old man would get up, stand up and hold on to the sides of the pews until he made Mm -hmm. it down to the front of the auditorium and bow down on his knees and crawl up to a bench that they had sitting there as an altar branch. And he would just wrap his arms around that altar bench and pour his heart out to God. Every night of that revival, and some nights he would be the only one that would come. And I was praying every night, God, what am I doing here? Nothing's happening. This is the meanest church I've ever been in. But I would get down by that man and wrap my arms around him, and I would listen to him pray. He had this relationship going on with the Holy Spirit. Every night I would leave, I would say, God, I want a relationship with you like Brother Mm. Brown has. I would say, uh, guys, 
we have to look for, for what God is doing, not just in our life. We have to look for what God is doing in other men and women of God's lives. Mm-hmm. When we identify something that's going on in someone's life, they have a special touch of God on them. And we identify that that's something we need and we desire. Then we need to establish a relationship with them as well and learn from each other and grow from each other. And that's part of the purpose of this book is for me to share uh, things that has happened in my life, things that God has done in my life, the way that I have developed uh, my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I want to pass these on. I want to share this. I don't want to leave people in the dark. Uh, I see people, get, they come in our church, they get saved. They're coming out of lifestyles I don't know anything about. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say to someone that's had a hard drug addiction, I understand uh, how you feel. I don't understand mm-hmm. how they feel, but I know that there is a person that yeah. is stronger than the addiction that they're bound yeah. with. And I do know him. Mm-hmm. I want to share my relationship with those that are struggling, no matter how difficult the struggle is, no matter what kind of bondage it needs to be broken, even if it's satanic depression, oppression, or possession, the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is a greater power than even the powers of darkness that war against you. And he's your your hand out of depression. He's Mm. your hand out of anxiety. He's your hand out of addiction. He's your hand out of every kind of perversion that the enemy has brought into your life. He is your hand out into the better life that he, Jesus died to give you. I love that. I love that. I'm excited. I'm excited to get this book, Pastor Jeff, because I think uh, as you're speaking, I'm leaning into you. A lot of us are leaning into what you're saying. And I, I love, I love attaching myself to some leaders who have been going longer than I have and who have strengths and passions in areas that I want to build strength and passion in. And I have no doubt that that's going to continue to happen through your book and the ministry God has given you. I'd love for people to know how, how they can get this book. Um, maybe they're thinking about getting the book for themselves. Maybe they want to get it for their family. Maybe they want to get it. Maybe it's a pastor or leader wants to get it for their staff team. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you, know more about your ministry and get Get this book drenched. Uh, you can go to jeffstanford.org. That's one word, jeffstanford.org. And when you go to my website there, you'll see all the good information and a link where you can get this book into your hands, as well as we're going to have a study guide to go along with it. So I encourage you, if you like, if you need uh, something for s- small groups, or if you just mm. would like to have something you could study in, write in, and develop this relationship, then go to my website, jeffstanford.org, and click on that, and you can get that right away. You heard it, everybody. Jeffstanford.org. That's where you can get more information about Pastor Jeff. And, of course, the link and the information about his new inaugural book, Drenched, uh, I would recommend going for the bundle of getting the book with the study guide. And I'm assuming, are you going to do some masterclass videos? Is that part of the, is that part of what's being produced? Yes. We're hoping to do that in, in the future. So uh, get, get locked in with us because we're going to, we're <laughs> going to be do, developing this more and more. Yeah, that's good. JeffStanford.org. I'm going to mention Pastor Jeff, the Avail Journal. If you're listening or watching and you are not yet subscribed to the Avail Journal, 
What are you waiting for? Don't wait any longer. You can uh, try the free trial subscription by going to availjournal.com, availjournal.com. The trial subscription is on us. We believe you're going to be blessed and encouraged. Would you agree, Pastor Jeff, that having leadership resources help you? Absolutely. I love the Avail Journal and Magazine. I love Sam Chan and Martine, mm-hmm. the whole crew, uh, <laughs> and, and everybody that's connected to them. These are the top leaders in the Christian community. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I recommend and encourage you, make yourself uh, a member of the Avail community. Yeah, thank you for that, Pastor Jeff. Um, I would love uh, to hear just some closing, a closing thought, a final nugget, a word of encouragement. I've already been encouraged. I'm like, Lord, I want to know the Holy Spirit, like Pastor Jeff Stanford. I want to grow that way. I want to, I want to lean in and and be close and 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 be drenched, uh, as the book is called. I want to be drenched. I want to be thoroughly covered and completely filled. Uh, let, some final thoughts or, or a word of encouragement. Well, God wants you to, uh, the Holy Spirit wants you to acknowledge him today. So just go ahead and say, hello, Holy Spirit. I know you're with me. You came into my life when you saved me. And then he wants to have communion with you. And I talk about that in the book. In uh, 2 Corinthians 13, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Now, the church at Corinth had more problems than any other church in the whole New Testament. Mm -hmm. As he's signing his final farewell, he, lead, he signs off with these words, and he gives them the key to every problem they'll ever experience in the future. He says, stay in the love of the Lord Jesus. He says, stay in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay in the love of God the Father, and stay in communion with the Holy Spirit. Stay in grace. Be gracious, continuously gracious. Express your salvation through the grace that you share with others. Stay in love with God. Don't allow your relationship with God, the Heavenly Father, to become stagnant or dry. Stay head over heels in love with God. Mm-hmm. Make Him your greatest love. Let Him be the love that you have greater than any other person in your life. And then communion of the Holy Spirit. You need to get the book because I break down the word communion. It has a sevenfold meaning. And as you look wow. at those seven meanings, you see your relationship and you can see where you are in your relationship and what your next step is. And by staying in communion with the Holy Spirit, you will have the answer to every discouragement, frustration, situation, circumstance, or problems you ever face in your life. The Holy Spirit is right there to hold your hand, to hug your neck, to embrace you, to keep you in all of your struggles. What a good word. What a good word. Uh, Pastor Jeff, I want to just say thank you for spending this time with us on behalf of uh, Dr. Sam Chan, Martin Ventilborg, the Avail team. We honor you and we're so thankful that so many people are going to be able to get this book in their hands, which is from God's heart through you, your passion to so many people in this new and coming generation that need to know the Holy Spirit. We honor you and we're thankful for you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Hey, everybody, I hope you've been encouraged by this podcast with Jeff Stanford talking about his new book. You got to get it, everybody. The book is entitled Drenched, Thoroughly Covered and Completely Filled. For more information and on how to get the book, jeffstanford.org. It's been an honor and a pleasure. 
I hope you've been encouraged and you continue connecting here with us on the Avail podcast. On behalf of Avail, my name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church in South Florida, your host for these podcasts that come out weekly where we dig deep in this art that we call leadership. We need God and we need his Holy Spirit. Be blessed and be encouraged. And we'll see you next time right here on the Avail podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Jeff Stanford. You can find out more about Jeff by going to jeffstanford.org. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free trial subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast. Chaos. Many are opposed to it, but the best of leaders realize that this is one of their most powerful leadership tools. Introducing leadership expert and renowned author Sam Chan's newest book, How Leaders Create Chaos and Why They Should. In this groundbreaking new book, Sam Chan shares decades of his leadership wisdom with readers and equips them with a new understanding of why the best leaders create chaos. Discover powerful leadership strategies and uncover practical insights that will revolutionize the way you lead and think. From organizational best practices to how to build up the perfect team, this book will empower you in every area of your leadership. Invest in yourself and dive into Sam Chan's newest book by visiting samchandchaosbook.com.